Hello and welcome to New Creation Common Prayer. Today we are called to worship with Psalm 80. Shepherd of Israel, listen. You, the one who leads Joseph as if he were a sheep. You who are enthroned upon the winged heavenly creatures. Show yourself before Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh. Wake up your power. Come to save us. Restore us, God. Make your face shine so that we can be saved. Lord God of heavenly forces, how long will you fume against your people's prayer? You've fed them bread made of tears. You've given them tears to drink three times over. You've put us at odds with our neighbors. Our enemies make fun of us. Restore us, God of heavenly forces. Make your face shine so that we can be saved. You brought a vine out of Egypt. You drove out the nations and planted it. You cleared the ground for it. Then it planted its roots deep, filling the land. The mountains were covered by its shade. The mighty cedars were covered by its branches. It sent its branches all the way to the sea. Its shoots went all the way to the Euphrates River. So why have you now torn down its walls, so that all who come along can pluck its fruit, so that any boar from the forest can tear it up, so that the bugs can feed on it? Come back, please, God of heavenly forces. Look down from heaven and perceive it. Attend to this vine, this root that you planted with your strong hand, this son whom you secured as your very own. It is burned with fire. It is chopped down. They die at the rebuke coming from you. Let your hand be with the one on your right side, with the one whom you secured as your own. Then we will not turn away from you. Revive us, so that we can call on your name. Restore us, Lord God of heavenly forces. Make your face shine, so that we can be saved. Today's Old Testament reading comes from Job chapter 42, verses 1 through 6, and verses 10 through 17. Job answered the Lord, I know you can do anything. No plan of yours can be opposed successfully. You said, Who is this darkening counsel without knowledge? I have indeed spoken about things I didn't understand, wonders beyond my comprehension. You said, Listen, and I will speak. I will question you, and you will inform me. My ears had heard about you, but now my eyes have seen you. Therefore I relent and find comfort on dust and ashes. Then the Lord changed Job's fortune when he prayed for his friends, and the Lord doubled all Job's earlier possessions. All his brothers, sisters, and acquaintances came to him and ate food with him in his house. They comforted and consoled him concerning all the disaster the Lord had brought on him, and each one gave him a kesitah and a gold ring. Then the Lord blessed Job's latter days more than his former ones. He had 14,000 sheep, 6,000 camels, 1,000 yoke of oxen, and 1,000 female donkeys. He also had seven sons and three daughters. He named one Jemima, a second Keziah, and the third Karen Hapuk. No woman in all the land was as beautiful as Job's daughters, and their father gave an inheritance to them along with their brothers. After this, Job lived 140 years and saw four generations of his children. Then Job died old and satisfied.
Today's New Testament reading comes from Romans chapter 4, verses 1 through 12. So what are we going to say? Are we going to find that Abraham is our ancestor on the basis of genealogy? Because if Abraham was made righteous because of his actions, he would have had a reason to brag, but not in front of God. What does the scripture say? Abraham had faith in God, and it was credited to him as righteousness. Workers' salaries aren't credited to them on the basis of an employer's grace, but rather on the basis of what they deserve. But faith is credited as righteousness to those who don't work, because they have faith in God who makes the ungodly righteous. In the same way, David also pronounces a blessing on the person to whom God credits righteousness apart from actions. Happy are those whose actions outside the law are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Happy are those whose sin isn't counted against them by the Lord. Is this state of happiness only for the circumcised? Or is it also for those who aren't circumcised? We say faith was credited to Abraham as righteousness. So how was it credited? When he was circumcised or when he wasn't circumcised? In fact, it was credited while he still wasn't circumcised, not after he was circumcised. He received the sign of circumcision as a seal of the righteousness that comes from the faith he had while he still wasn't circumcised. It happened this way so that Abraham could be the ancestor of all those people who aren't circumcised, who have faith in God, and so are counted as righteous. He could also be the ancestor of those circumcised people who aren't only circumcised, but who also walk in the path of faith, like our ancestor Abraham did while he wasn't circumcised. Today's Gospel reading comes from the Gospel of John, chapter 7, verses 14 through 36. Halfway through the festival, Jesus went up to the temple and started to teach. Astonished, the Jewish leaders asked, He's never been taught. How has he mastered the law? Jesus responded, My teaching isn't mine, but comes from the one who sent me. Whoever wants to do God's will can tell whether my teaching is from God or whether I speak on my own. Those who speak on their own seek glory for themselves. Those who seek the glory of him who sent me are people of truth. There's no falsehood in them. Didn't Moses give you the law? Yet none of you keep the law. Why do you want to kill me? The crowd answered, You have a demon. Who wants to kill you? Jesus replied, I did one work. And you were all astonished, because Moses gave you the commandment about circumcision, although it wasn't Moses but the patriarchs. You circumcise a man on the Sabbath. If a man can be circumcised on the Sabbath without breaking Moses' law, why are you angry with me because I made an entire man well on the Sabbath? Don't judge according to appearances. Judge with right judgment. Some people from Jerusalem said, Isn't he the one they want to kill? Here he is, speaking in public, yet they aren't saying anything to him. Could it be that our leaders actually think he is the Christ? We know where he is from, but when the Christ comes, no one will know where he is from. While Jesus was teaching in the temple, he exclaimed, You know me and where I am from. I haven't come on my own. The one who sent me is true, and you don't know him. I know him because I am from him, and he sent me. So they wanted to seize Jesus, but they couldn't because his time hadn't yet come. Many from the crowd believed in Jesus. They said, when the Christ comes, he will do more miraculous signs than this man does. 
The Pharisees heard the crowd whispering such things about Jesus, and the chief priests and Pharisees sent guards to arrest him. Therefore Jesus said, I'm still with you for a little while before I go to the one who sent me. You will look for me, but you won't find me, and where I am you can't come. The Jewish opposition asked him, Where does he intend to go that we can't find him? Surely he doesn't intend to go where our people have been scattered and are living among the Greeks. He isn't going to teach the Greeks, is he? What does he mean when he says, You will look for me, but you won't find me, and where I am you can't come? to see the dawn of the darkest day, Christ on the road to Calvary, tried by sinful men, torn and beaten then, nailed to a cross of wood. It's the power of the cross. Christ became sin for us. Took the blame, bore the shame. We stand forgiven at the cross.
The Apostles' Creed is a statement of Christian faith that goes all the way back to Latin Christianity in the 4th century and has been used by Christians in that Western tradition ever since. It is a reflection of the Christian faith in God, Jesus, the Spirit, and our hope in the future and in the Church, and is something that during this Lenten season we will be repeating together. Let's now state that shared faith together. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, Creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, His only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. And now let us enter into a time of prayer for ourselves, our community, and the whole world. I invite you, wherever you're joining with us, to lift up your prayers, either out loud or silently, wherever you are today. Let's pray. Lord, we pray for your church, both our local congregation and the church worldwide. Help us to be unified in our mission today and to be great co-partners with your spirit, wherever we find ourselves. Lord, we pray for those who are suffering today, whether sick, injured, or oppressed. Be with them, supply their needs, and bring justice today, we pray. Lord, we pray for those who may consider us enemies, whom we have injured or offended. Grant them your peace and enable us to be peacemakers. Lord, we thank you for your many blessings, including these. And now let us pray the prayer our Lord Jesus taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As we depart this time together, go with these closing words from the middle of Psalm 77. I will meditate on all your works. I will ponder your deeds. God, your way is holiness. Who is as great a God as you? Go today in the grace and peace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. 
We'll see you tomorrow. New Creation Common Prayer is a ministry of New Creation Community Online, New Creation Community Middleton, and Nampa College Church. You can find out more about our ministries by visiting nampacollegechurch.com. Today's song was The Power of the Cross, performed by Ryan Gage and recorded and mixed by Drew McCallops. All scripture readings were out of the Common English Bible. Today's psalm reading was read by Caleb Daniels. Today's Old Testament reading was by Caleb Daniels. Today's epistle reading was by Caleb Daniels. And today's gospel reading was by Caleb Daniels. Background music for New Creation Common Prayer was created awesomely by Keller Gage. Today's devotion was produced and edited by Caleb Daniels.